Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 309. My name is Brando. It's a tour review, uh, the tour that was this year. Many bands tried and failed, and somehow Guns N' Roses got through a tour with no problems. Relatively no problems. So we're going to talk about that with, I love all the all my listeners, but those who volunteer to come on these review episodes that have gotten so much positive reviews. That's, that's a thinker. The review episodes get positive reviews. So it's not just fun for those joining us. If you're watching on zoom on our YouTube channel, we have Eric with a Y and I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce your last name. Hopajokey. Hopajokey. I like it's, 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 it flows better than it's, it, 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 uh, it's spelled. And you're from, everybody uh, calls me Hopper. I'm going to call you Hopper then. Is that a, Easy enough. Right. I like that. Wasn't Hopper the name of um, Charlie Sheen's character in Hot Shots? Actually, it was. Yeah. Oh, great. Now my friends are going to refer to that. I, I can just see where this is going to end up now. <laughs> That's a great character. It's a great movie. That was before he went, you know. Absolutely. Well, he's friends with Slash. He's, he's okay. Yes. Uh, and you're from Minnesota. Is that where you're from now? Where you I are am. Now? I'm from Brainerd. We're about two hours north of Minneapolis. Very cool. And I'll talk. We, I told you a little bit. I had a. I was in Minnesota years and years ago, um, but I want to introduce Colleen first of all before your kids bust in with with running noses and you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Uh, she had to put her kids in a closet. No, I was kidding. In a separate room with her <laughs> with her husband to do this a uh, review. So hi, Colleen. How are you? Hello. Uh, I'm where? Excited. I'm, I'm excited for you to be here because I know you, you said you were a little. A little nervous coming on, but we before we get everyone that, let me say that again. I'm sorry. This is what's, what's weird with the, I do these Zoom interviews. Sometimes, I don't know, maybe there's a different setting as opposed to when I do phone. It'll maybe lower someone else's mic. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's tricky. So anyway, sorry to cut you off. Uh, what were you saying, Colleen? Oh, I just said we weren't supposed to tell everyone I was nervous. Oh, that's how it is. I'm nervous. See, that's the thing. That's what this show yeah, right. is. I'm telling you, you, you said something funny off. I'm sorry. I'll we'll, we'll start over again if this is too embarrassing. But no, it's when, fine. I, when I first approached you and you are like, where in Florida are you from? Because you were you went to the Hollywood, Florida, both shows or one of them. I went to one show, but I'm actually I live in Atlanta. OK, very cool. Uh, for the show. OK, so I'm, I'm learning more. So I want. That's great to know because it's, it's fun to find as I did this year, I traveled for some shows. I was so heartbroken over not being able to see them in, uh, in Chicago at Wrigley field. Cause they changed the date when they rescheduled the dates for COVID. I'm like, I got to see another show other than New Jersey. I've seen so many shows in New Jersey and New York. I mean, I saw one show in Ottawa years ago, but it's enough already, but, um, I'll, Enough about me. I've talked about my experiences for the most part. Um, but I had to say, Colleen, this is why I love Guns N' Roses, too. This is the tie into GNR. Axel gets nervous. Maybe not now, but in years past before shows, Slash does. That's why I say me. I'm never going to be. I'm never going to act too cool. I'm always nervous talking to a famous guest. You said off the air when you hear your, you know, your voice, that's something else, too. Like, oh, I don't want to hear myself. You know, is that really my voice? I say that to this day, you know, Eric, I was teasing you before about, you know, your Minnesota accent, how some people think you're from Canada. When I hear myself, I sound like Fran Drescher's nephew, you know, Mr. Sheffield and my, so that's me and I'm a radio guy. So this is, that's what this is about. All of us are just having fun talking about Guns N' Roses. None of us need to sound like Tom Brokaw or, you know, uh, Diane Sawyer or anything. This is just have us having fun and, 
hopefully uh, no cats press any buttons on my thing. No kids run in. And if you have to run, uh, I understand a mom's uh, duty um, to do stuff. So Guns and Roses, it's been a fun ride, this, this tour, and talking about it with not just you, Colleen, and Eric on uh, my respective social medias, which is how I, I found you both, Colleen on Instagram and, and Eric, I believe, was on Facebook. Uh, 25 shows, which is just incredible to get through in 2021. So many bands tried. They were going to try. They postponed. Uh, I was at the first one, which was interesting and because we all here experience new music five. Baltimore, the first show, the only show, Hershey Park. I mean, excuse me, Hershey Park, not Baltimore, um, was the only show not to experience absurd. So I want to get both of your experiences. Eric, I kind of promised you a few episodes, uh, a few weeks ago, because you went to the Minneapolis show, right? Yep, St. Paul. Actually, they, at the X in St. Paul. So, Which, uh, by the way, um, and, and Colleen, maybe you uh, you identify this because I'm not a mom. Uh, I'm not a dad yet either. But my mom, she refers to Guns N' Roses as that band I like. But she's also a mega, mega Snoopy fan. Yeah, it's the Peanuts, but she's hardcore Snoopy. Uh, you see, I mean, right now I'm using, if you're watching on Zoom, just the virtual backgrounds. But if you normally have seen a lot of my videos, you know, I have the GNR. You know, my room is just plastered with GNR stuff. Uh, my house is all Snoopy, all Snoopy. It's it's absurd. So <laughs> pun intended, I guess. So actually, I bought on the GNR truck. The I bought her the Snoopy shirt, the the peanut shirt, and I didn't tell her. I'm waiting for her to send me the picture of her in, in it so I could share it with everybody. Oh, but no. See, here's where the Fran Drescher thing comes in. Oh, no, I got to put my hair. I got to do my hair just to take a picture. Just, just, I want to see, just show you it. She thought it was an accident, by the way. I had to deliver it to her by accident. She's like, who is this person? Is that Schroeder playing the piano? And my brother's like, no, that's Axl Rose. That's Slash. So she didn't realize that was not actually Peanuts. And that was this Guns N' Roses stuff. So anyway, sorry. I, that was the thing I, I right away, I got uh, St. Paul. So I had to put St. Paul on pause, Eric. That's why I'm bringing you on now. Uh because I think this was around the time we were going to get a hard school. It was yes. So I'm like, I don't know if I should do these reviews until we get a hard school. Like this is actually going to happen. So that's why Eric, you're joining me and Colleen, you were, you know, the last hurrah you got to experience something very cool. I wish they did at every show, by the way, not just because I experienced hard school and absurd. You got to see Wolfgang play with guns and roses, right? I did. So what we can, I mean, that's amazing. So you talk a little bit, because obviously, you know, I'm just setting the table here. And and Eric, feel free to chime in with your experiences, obviously in Minnesota, but to get the end of the road uh, toward action, let me do the appropriate virtual background um, for this. So I'm going to take a picture of uh, of just all the guys and gal saying goodbye. I want to get clever with my uh, virtual background. Uh, They're all saying waving goodbye. The same thing they do every every single night. Uh, so it was the end of the road, these last two shows at, at, in Hollywood, Florida. So you said you're from Atlanta. Was this the closest show to you? So we were. I was supposed to go to Atlanta summer 2020. Okay. And then they rescheduled that tour. But they didn't reschedule the Atlanta date. They just canceled it. So then the rescheduled tour, I was going to go to the Minneapolis show, which is really weird that we're talking about this. That is weird. But then the tour didn't start till after that time. So Minneapolis became St. Paul. And I still don't know why we chose Minneapolis, honestly. (laughs) I guess we thought it'd be nice in the summer. I don't know. So then we found these Hollywood dates and this place was 7,000 people. Mm. Like it was a small venue. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't care how much it costs. I don't, I'm flying there to see Guns N' Roses in a small venue. And it was amazing. Very cool. So normally you would just go in your vicinity, Atlanta, and that sucks. That really does. For, I feel for all the fans that didn't get a rescheduled date and they just got it flat out canceled. I feel so bad. So yeah, I've been to Atlanta, North Carolina, kind of anywhere around when it comes to Guns N' Roses, I will, I will go anywhere. 
What was the first time? And I'll ask you, Eric, the same thing. What was the first time you got to see GNR? I saw GNR uh, the fall of 1992 at the Metrodome in Minneapolis with Metallica. That was the first time I got to see GNR. Ooh, the old Metrodome. I guess think of Kirby Puckett right away. But, but Colleen, what about you? Are you that old school? Because I've said my, you know, my first experience was 2002 with Buckethead. So I'm jealous because no, I was born in 1980. So I missed just by like this much. I miss like that's still my favorite era. Like I'm still I'm obsessed with Tokyo and obsessed with that era of Guns N' Roses, but I didn't get to witness it live. So the first time I saw Guns N' Roses was 2002. Um, but then the first time I saw Axel slash Duff was 2016. So same as me, which is great. Mm-hmm. But up until that, I've seen Velvet Revolver. I've seen Dizzy Reed's Hookers and Blow. I've seen Tommy Stinson. I've seen like anyone who's associated with Guns N' Roses. If they are anywhere nearby, I've gone to see them. You sound like my podcast. <laughs> Essentially, I've interviewed them. So I, that's awesome. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you, Colleen. Let's get into this, too. I'm glad you said something before. And it's a question I honestly ask every fan that's been on here to do the review. What is the, the demographic of when you go to a show? Right. It's like, are you seeing because I would have fun with like, okay, you're seeing little kids, you're seeing a family next to you. What's their reaction when absurd comes on and those filthy lyrics are played? No, but everyone's saying it's just every, it's not just their children. It you see older people. It's just all over, and it's men, women. It's everywhere. So I've re- I have realized this. It's not no one pointed it out to me. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm team uh, Colleen right here. I was like, all my reviews is not uh, the episode that I've done. The fans that I've had on are not a representation of a the Guns N' Roses fan base completely because this isn't Rush. It's not all guys that listen to Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? And also my fan base. Honestly, if you look at my social media, I mean, it's 50 50 with the the people commenting, you know, all sorts of orientation. So it's that's what I love about this podcast and Guns N' Roses. It's all over the world, not just the country and just. There's no age limit. There's no gender limit. So when Colleen, you, I think it was, I forget what post it was on Instagram, but you commented, hey, I'm going to Hollywood uh, tonight. And I just took it upon myself to say, hey, if you want to do a review, send me a DM. Because I'm like, I, I want to get some some estrogen on here. I want to get some My Michelle's on here. It's enough. I, 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 I'm like that in my real life. I, I all the dude broke no offense eric i i want to talk to you but it's and i love all my guys that have, have come on here uh the other eric uh, eric p um he also spells his with a k but with an i what's with all these weird spe- spellings of eric now that if i can deviate is, well we're just, just like we're unique individuals you know we got to be different and stubborn we can't just be <laughs> like the the norm just like gnr as long as you spell different as long as you spell Axel the right way. There's only one 100%. way to spell Axel. <laughs> 100%. So, Colleen, uh, can you just tell me what you said uh, off air? What kind of prompted you to get over Because I understand, and a lot of listeners have said this, my like, pre-show talk calms you down. I know it is nerve-wracking. I know it's only a podcast. It's not live radio. It's, I'm not Howard Stern. But it still could be nervous. But you, you said something that motivated you really more than what I told you, uh, you know, my suggestion to come on. What motivated you to, be, to do this review? Today? So I was and I don't want to call this guy out like I'm not. I feel bad now, but I was listening to the Chicago review and I think the guy was just saying, like, thanks for having me on. And he goes, because there are probably lots of other guys who want to be here. And I I kind of took offense to that. And I was like, why would it have to be a guy doing a review? So that's when I was like, all right, I'm, I'm doing it. And it was right after I listened to that, that I was like, I sent you a message. I was like, I'll do it. Thank you. Girl power. And you know what? I I don't remember who it was, but it was one of those things. I think it was just guys universal, but you're right. I, and I'll, I'll do a shout out to just to prove it. uh, A shout out to GNR girl. Uh, She's a great Twitter follow. And I know she was also at uh, one of the hollow, hollow, can't even say the uh, Hollywood, Florida. Um, I want to say California right away. That's where my, my New York brain goes uh, shows. And she's been to a few. So I wanted to get 
females. Honestly, my my goal, Eric, uh, if I, maybe I'll call you Erica by accident. I wanted to get an all female uh, review to kick it off. But you know what? GNR will tour again. We'll have a whole uh, an all, you know, a ladies night kind of thing. Uh, maybe Colleen yeah. will come back for that. So thank you uh, for coming on. Whatever motivated you. Um, and it's just, again, proof. Guns N' Roses and the AFD show are fans of all of all ilk. Um, so I want to get your kind of experience of the flight down there. Did you go with your children? Did you go with your family? Do you have a GNR buddy that you go to with? I do have a GNR buddy. Okay. Um, I have someone I've been friends with. We've been friends now for almost 20 years, and our friendship was built upon Guns N' Roses. Look at that. That we met at a Guns N' Roses tribute band. And we both realized, like, you know all the lyrics. You know all the lyrics. And then our friendship has been completely based on that. Um, and like it went from there and like she was the maid of honor in my wedding and all sorts of stuff. But it's our friendship is based on Guns N' Roses. And it's awesome because if I say, hey, let's go to Florida and fly down there and spend tons of money to go see Guns N' Roses. She's like, sure. That's what you need. That is exactly what you need. And I love that. You know, the, the friendships, which I've heard you talk about people, but there's there's no convincing. It's great. You're right, because I've always I've asked that with a lot of listeners where, you know, many of them will go by themselves. That's not something I I do. I'm too insecure. I'm not somebody who, you know, I was the kid who ate by himself at times. I don't I don't want to relive and have PTSD of being alone. Uh, perhaps I've said too much, but I mean, I, it's also like a physical thing. I don't want to go like anywhere, like a concert, like by myself, but even when it was, they were local, I think it was recently the anniversary of, I, I posted something on Facebook. It was like 10 years ago where does anybody want to see guns and roses with me? I don't care what anyone says. I like Chinese democracy. And I remember not finding any friend to go with me now, thankfully, I have my fiance and uh, even though she's a Dave Matthews freak and have seen them 40 times, she is now down to see GNR. So she actually saw them all three times with me on this tour, which is amazing. And she had no problem going, Oh yeah, let's go to Baltimore. We'll go sightseeing. She does all her stuff. And she also loves the concert as well. So I have now finally my, uh, my GNR buddy, but let me ask you, which was a, something that came through my mind and I'm glad she was obsessed about a band. So she wouldn't freak out when I, she, when we first started dating, I'm like, when is she going to, she sees my obsession about guns and roses. How is she going to react? It's not that big of a deal, obviously, but Colleen, when you found, you know, how long have you been married and, and what does your husband feel about, you know, you just going, I'm going to go see guns and roses in Florida and leaving you with the kids. How does he feel? How does he react uh, to that? So Guns N' Roses is the only time that I leave him with the kids like that. I've done it twice <laughs> now where I've left town. Other than that, since the kids, like I, my kids are five and two, I am with them all the time. So Guns N' Roses, like I save it up for Guns N' Roses shows. So then he's like, he gets a little jealous because I don't let him go to shows with me. <laughs> Why? Why don't because you? Because it's kind of my thing that my friend and I do. And so it's just kind of like our thing. So he's always like, okay, have fun. I, I still haven't seen them. <laughs> That's funny. Eric, do you go, um, do you have a buddy that you go with? Do you go with, with family? I do through the years. Um, I've got two buddies. Um, I've seen GNR. This was my 13th show. Um, I've got a buddy that's seen six of them with me. Another one that has five or with five shows when we've gone to different States. So we'll fly and, and have a good time. And this time we all brought our wives. Um, what was interesting is one of my, one of the buddies, actually, they had uh, had to quarantine for uh, COVID. So another couple stepped in, they'd never seen GNR before. So it added another layer of excitement because they were very excited and we usually get pretty good seats. So they had great seats. So you got to see their excitement and I'm just in heaven. It's my spot. And, you know, and you look at the last year and a half to not be able to maybe attend concerts like we normally would, it just made it that much more special to really enjoy that show. And my wife, it was her second time going to a show with me and she really enjoyed it. Okay. Any, any kids? Are you, you know, you're not leaving it, uh, children anywhere with friends when you're, uh, but you're local. You just get a babysitter. I guess. Uh, well, we've got all my kids are adult kids. Oh, okay. uh, they've, they've never gotten to experience the GNR show. 
uh, on that end. And uh, my wife and I, we get to celebrate our second wedding anniversary uh, a week from today, actually, on the 18th. So uh, happy anniversary a week early, honey, if you even listen to this. She loves going to GNR just to watch me get excited, I think. Well, mazel tov. I mean, the universe will give you brownie points for saying happy anniversary early. But then, Colleen, if your kids are not going, I hope you got them this shirt that I'm wearing. The I Survived Guns N' Roses. I did get my daughter that shirt. You're, you got your, what, your, your five-year-old daughter this shirt? Five-year-old. Or? She loves Guns N' Roses. She <laughs> loves love Slash. She talks about Slash all the time. Yeah? It's, it's pretty funny. I think I'm like, I'm either, I think I'm raising her really right that she even knows who Slash is at five. Yes. But yes, I did get her that shirt and she was very excited about it. And I'm glad that me and your five-year-old daughter are the same size. Apparently we wear the same shirt. That's, That's amazing. Uh, isn't it? It's a little, it's a little snug, but that doesn't make it any better <laughs> at all. All right. So how, how long is the flight from Hollywood, Florida to, or from Atlanta to Hollywood, Florida? It was like two hours. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So did you get there? Like, when do you get there? Like showtime or you're just, I, I want to go land and go to the show or do you kind of take in the scenery and everything around it? So we got there Friday night and we went and had like a really nice seafood dinner, got up the next morning, went to the beach. It was like a perfect two days, like to start your day at the beach and then end your day with Guns N' Roses. I was like, I couldn't think of a better day. <laughs> it's You're hard pressed to, to find that. So it, um, it was pretty perfect. Did you go there in time to see, um, to see Wolfgang, to see, to see Mammoth? No. Cause that was part of what I messaged you was like, is it worth it? Cause I just couldn't decide if we wanted to go and get there that early. And then it was just kind of crazy getting over there and getting in there. So we ended up, we were trying to make it for like half and we just ended up missing him. So the only time I saw him was paradise city. Well, at least you got to see him. You guys saw something that nobody else did. You know, it, it is interesting because this was a unique experience, I believe, this year. And, and maybe, especially considering what Eric had experienced in 1992, the way GNR used to conduct things. Everything is beyond on time. It is by the dot. And, you know, this is the first time people are out for the most part. And you you want to enjoy the night out. Uh, you're used to go, Guns N' Roses going on late. Maybe the the opening act doesn't go on go on to, on time, and the merch, as we're talking about, you know, my my shared merch with your young daughter, uh, it's been a it's been a hot topic, I guess you can call it. This this leg, I mean, the, the, all the, the merchandise that they're selling, so all the lines and people waiting in lines, and you're listening to Mammoth, so. Um, what I've said, if you miss them, he'll be around for a long time. I, you know, I, I definitely recommend seeing him, but I think it would be a different experience. Uh, like if he headlines, like Eric, did you go when you went to see, uh, in St. Paul, did you see him? We did, oh, but we only caught the end of it. We actually had, a some VIP seats. So we were in a lounge and unfortunately a few cocktails led to some extra. And by the time we got down, we came right at the end of his set. Um, but you can tell there's just stage presence. I mean, I saw him when he was touring with Van Halen a few years ago. Um, and I think there's going to be bigger things to come for Wolfie. Yeah. Even when I was just, uh, what, what I think I was watching like the Giants, uh, Cowboys game yesterday and they had one of uh, Wolfgang's songs going to won't back down, going to, to break. So yeah, he's going to be a big deal. And that's what I loved about this tour from the get go that he was, it was going to be the debut of, Oh, I have the appropriate background for this. Hold on. All right. The where F and back. I don't know if it's officially the where F and back tour, but they hit a home run. When it was a uh, mammoth, when I, I thought so. So, Colleen, where were your seats? Were you in? Here's kind of to piggyback off that, where some people are late to see uh, mammoth, and because you're just uh, you're drinking, you lose track of time. It's a concert. It is what it is. But there are a lot of people that think GNR is going to be on super late, and they're not. They're not in their seat. So, were you in your seat? Where were you when uh, it's so easy uh, hit? Were you ready, or were you still finding your yourself? No, so we were um, general admission, like the pit. Okay. So when we got there, I guess the floor there holds like a thousand people. When we got there, there was probably 150 to 200 people on the floor. So we were like five people back. Okay. And we were like, okay, we're not moving. Like, this is it. 
do you go towards and something I didn't really give much thought to and kudos to the fans that do like, Hey, I want to be on Duff's side. I want to be on Slash's side. Do you have a preference or are you just like, I, you found your spot and, and you are standing in front of people that not much taller than you. So you can see anything that the rhyme or reason uh, for where you were standing for the general mission. Do you have like a plan of attack other than, Hey, I'm here. Let's stand here. So the last two shows we were on Slash's side. So we decided this time to be on Duff's side. And then also I really, really like Richard Fortas's stage presence. So I kind of wanted to be on his side too, to see like, to really see what he was doing. Okay. See you, you're a pro you're, you're a concert veteran. You exactly. For me, I'm just like handicapped. Can I get there? Whatever. That's, that's my thought. Uh, every time, but Eric, you were in, you were a very important person, uh, in, in St. Paul. Is that where you were? Yeah. I just lost you a little bit on zoom there. Can you, can oh, no. you repeat that were you good? I want to repeat it with a terrible joke. Anyway, you were uh, a very important person, a VIP. Were you hanging out with the squid game VIPs? Sorry. Yeah. I don't we, know if you uh, squid game. We were center. We were center, uh, four rows back behind the pit. Okay. Um, and we, we just got that. Usually we'll look for pretty good tickets. I like to be in the center so I can kind of take all sides in. And it just happened to be they they, they weren't bought as VIP. And I'll put the email through. Hello, he's freezing in. You're freezing a little bit, Eric. Am I freezing? Yeah, you are a little bit, if you can get the end of that. I mean, and, and you know what? But while you say that, because uh, this was happened, and, and no worries, Eric. I told you both, Colleen uh, and Eric, before this is – you know, this isn't the nightly news. You don't need to be Tom Brokaw, Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer, Diane Sawyer to, to, to be on this. This is just a fun uh, Guns N' Roses broadcast. And yeah, I can, I'll clean it up a little bit on the audio side, Eric, but in the Zoom, we're having fun here. So, so yeah. no sweat. Go ahead, uh, buddy. I, am I better now? Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, I don't know what's, uh, but no, our seats, it's fun to kind of take it all. And I love being in the center just because I can kind of get angles on, you know, everything, you know, it's fun. I'll tell you at, at the St. Paul show slash was that's, that's one of the best shows I've ever seen slash at. It was, it was almost the slash show. He was that good that night. Very cool. It's interesting that over the course of doing these reviews, people are like, it was Axel's night this night. It was slash's night this night. It was Duff's night. So it's just, it's very cool. It's almost like a sports team. Like somebody was the, the star of that night, but we all win in the end. All right. Uh, so Colleen, take us through, Oh, before we got to general mission and I want to ask Eric, I guess the same thing, uh, merch situation then, since you got merch, are you waiting in line? Do you get it after, or did you get the lithograph? Like, do you have a certain process with that as well? Um, typically, you know, I love the merch truck, uh, because I can order from other, uh, shows, so I've got the Atlantic City one, Chicago. So when I'm when I go there that night, I don't have to buy merch and worry about it. Um, we did get like VIP bags that had all kinds of pins, uh, guitar picks, posters, um, some other little like VIP cards. It, it was pretty unique, you know. A few years ago, not in this lifetime, they gave you a big collector's book. Mm -hmm. um, you know that was pretty good. You know, normally my wife will just grab that and run with it. I just love to kind of roam and not have to be responsible for uh, any merch. And that's where I love. I can get it ahead of time versus buying it and trying to carry it and having it spilled on or anything. You're right. What about you, uh, Colleen? Because your kids are coming home. Did you get me anything? Did you get me anything? Right. So I get merch after the show, just doing like the pit and standing room. I don't really want to be holding anything. Because, of course, my plan all night is to try to move forward as much as I can. So I don't want anything holding me back. Um, but I was kind of like the lithograph for Hollywood. I was kind of disappointed in it. Okay. It, I didn't think it was as cool as, and I guess I don't know what Hollywood would be known for. So maybe they kind of had that issue too. Because um, there were so many cool, like the, the Milwaukee, the Happy Days and the Detroit RoboCop. Like there were so many super cool lithographs. And when I saw the one for Hollywood, I was like, yeah, I guess I don't really need that. It was unique. I feel like you would have to go to both the shows to really appreciate because it looked like there were like skeleton Godzillas shooting lasers out of their eyes, right? And um, again, I, I, I guess I get it. It's Axel Slash and Duff, they're the Guns N' Roses guys. But I mean, I just don't like the fact that all these lithographs only include the three and like the rest of the band are just afterthoughts. 
I mean, I'm sure they're not treated as such, but sometimes like, I don't know, I want them to be a full band. So anyway, it's just the three of them. And I think they combine as one if you put them together um, each night. So, I mean, if you, I get it though. I wasn't impressed when I went to the Baltimore one. It was like a raven in front of the estranged lyrics, which sounds cool, but it wasn't. So you know what I did? And I already have buyer's remorse. You know, my fiance said, she's like, you have like so many Guns N' Roses shirts. Do you have any sweatshirts? And I said, no, you know, I don't have any actually. I have a long sleeve Chinese democracy uh, tour shirt, which I don't know, maybe Colin, you got in 2002. They, they sold that on that tour. Um, and I have like a baseball sleeve uh, tee. And I get there and I see it's just a generic Guns N' Roses logo and it says world tour on the black. I mean, maybe you guys saw this on the merch. And it says world tour underneath. And the side of it says where effing back or, or something like that. You know, where effing here or something, something effing. And she's like, that's so hot. I'm like, that's hot? She's like, yeah, I like that. I'm like, you, would you wear it? She's like, yeah, of course. So I get, she wears half my, my stuff anyway. So I spent $100. I spent $100 on this black Guns N' Roses sweatshirt. I, I didn't need it. I have a wedding to save up for, but whatever. We'll, we'll split it. So maybe it was like 50 bucks to me, although uh, whatever. I'm trying to rationalize it now. So I have buyer's remorse. I, I forget if I've mentioned that uh, on the podcast. I just need to say, I just go there and I get excited, right? You, sometimes you just go into, I don't know. And I, I swear to you, I swear to both of you. I wouldn't lie to either of you, Colleen and Eric. I, I, I put the sweatshirt and I bought a, a, a white T-shirt there because I have enough white T-shirts. And they, they were both in that Guns N' Roses merch bag. And I was walking to my seats and I said, God damn it, Axel, you got me again. Just here's more of my money. Here's more of my money. I just muttered that to myself because that's the kind of person that I am. All right. So I want to know, uh, Colleen, some of your, since you've seen GNR so, uh, so many times, I would like to know what you were looking forward to, I guess, at the, at the Hollywood show. Um, what songs were you looking forward to and your feelings on, estranged and, and uh, not estranged, excuse me, absurd, absurd and hard school with the new songs. So like the songs I was looking forward to, to me, it's funny you say estranged, like to me, estranged and coma live are just like my two, like, I, I don't even know how to put them into words. Coma I, said on, I said it on purpose then. As soon as, you know, you're the beginning of coma, like that was at the point in the night where I screamed so hard that my throat hurt for like four days afterwards. I was like, I think I just killed my vocal cords because I was so excited because the point in the show where they had been playing coma, they didn't play it and they saved it till later in the night. So I thought they weren't, I thought I wasn't getting coma. So it was like a nice surprise and I got way too excited about it and, and blew out my voice. But, um, so absurd and hard school, I liked live much better than I liked the recorded versions. Of both of them. Of both of them. Um, okay. I think the recorded versions, I like absurd better. Absurd to me just reminds me so much of like the spaghetti incident era, you know, like Axel's vocals, the way he's singing, like he's got almost that like British punk rock sound to it. Mm-hmm. That reminds me a lot of like spaghetti incident stuff. Um, and then hard school, I hate being on a Guns N' Roses podcast saying like, I don't love it. Your opinions are allowed. Um, and I'm not a musician, so I don't know why, but there's something about it. The recorded version, that's just kind of not interesting to me. I don't know. Okay. There's like about three quarters through the guitar changes. And then I really like it. But the beginning of hard school, like the recorded version, um, it just sounds too produced. I don't know. Like, it's kind of how I felt about Chinese democracy when it came out after hearing the demos for so long, like the rough demos that I liked the roughness. And then when Chinese democracy came out with some songs, I was like, Oh, and I think you talked about that, like people listening to the demos and getting, you know, whatever about the demos and, um, yeah, that art school just has something about it that just sounds too, it's not rough. I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. It's well-produced. It's processed. I guess it's just very, a lot of production. 
uh, into it, especially since it's an older song and they're adding to it a bit. But mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. And that's something that, that could be said on the not just on this podcast, but on my social media. Everyone can know this. Opinions are allowed. We don't have to have the same, you know, as long as you're not like, you know, spouting Nazi propaganda, you can on my page. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. I know that's the extreme of it all. Uh, but I think people need to know that unless you're like someone's rude. If so you're like, hey, I don't like hard school. And someone's like, Colleen, you're an idiot. Yeah, that person's a jerk. And I, I can't have that comment on my page. But you can agree to disagree. That, that's I, I can. But I get what you're saying, too. And, and part of me is like, do I have to sit back and do I like it as much as I did because it's all the hype? I do like it. I, I definitely uh, got when I first got released. I, I listened to it like a day straight and I've taken a, a big break from it. for and So I, it's not like a, it's, it's still on my rotation at the moment, but I like it. But Eric, you didn't get to experience it live. We so did. We, get, we got to experience absurd. And, you know, my take on absurd is, you know, I appreciate it because that's a GNR tune. Um, but I, I really like hard school because it just brings me back a little bit further. Where uh, where absurd was, it's good, but it's that kind of that industrial Robin Fink type vibe to it. And not that that's a bad thing. It just wasn't my take on it, and I and I missed it. It would have been great to hear hard school live. Um, you know, I really like it's it's in my my playlist in my vehicle when I hop in there and kind of have my five or six songs, and that's one of them right now. And I just really took to it. It reminded me of the older era for whatever the, the reason on that end was. Something about, you know, hearing that Duff bass line and then going into what was, you know, late nineties, early two thousands Axel and just getting almost like a time machine, just like what it could have sounded like if they stayed together, you know, and part of me is wondering if that's what Axel is trying to do. You know, with the releasing these older songs with a fresh spin, you know, is he or trying to do these long shows? Is he trying to make up for lost time? You know, I have absolutely no idea. And it's interesting. Uh, and it, it sucks that, again, the, that first show, if I only went to Hershey Park, I would be, I would be so upset that because they got nothing. You know, I know there were some technical issues that the day which happened, but they got nothing. Uh, but this, for the most part, I'm going to bring it up on setlist.com. Um, the average show length was over three hours, three hours and five minutes. I mean, no, what band does that in, in, in general? I mean, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. But I mean, I'm talking about like now. No one does. I mean, and they got through every show. I mean, there was that. <clears throat> was it was it Fenway? Maybe one of you can remind me where Axel got uh, food poisoning. Was it Wrigley or Fenway? It might have been Wrigley. It was one of those. Wrigley. Okay. I knew it was one of the, the stadium shows. So thank you. My, as always, my listeners are more informed and intelligent than me. Well, and you, I, think, I think you heard some, you know, there was some, there was some time frames in that St. Paul show where maybe that affected Axel a little bit because it wasn't that long when you look at where St. Paul was in comparison to that Wrigley show. But he still he fought through it. And all of a sudden, I mean, he just come right back like, Nothing was missing, but you'd hear it a little bit in his voice, you know, that you could tell maybe he was getting out of that cold or, you know, whatever he had from that standpoint. It's fascinating. And the same thing with Melissa Rishi posted on Instagram that she was sick as well. You know, so who knows what um, what they ate. And it wasn't that because it was at the end of the, it was after the second Florida uh, show. I don't know if you guys saw it on Instagram. They were all posting it, all the members, you know, even the management beta and everything that giant cake. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to find it. Uh, I should have that as my background. I got to find that. Uh, but I can understand that. Like, how do you, you look at it? Like, how do you eat it? Maybe you get food poisoning from that. So I'm just, I don't know. I want to know. Uh, I'm just glad they didn't get COVID because you hear about, you know, I, I interviewed Frank Hannon from Tesla as right before the tour. He ends up getting COVID. He's like, oh, I should have gotten uh, the vaccine. Ah, And then uh, who was it? Then it was uh, Gavin Rossdale from Bush who has the same agent as Guns N' Roses. And he's like, why are we touring? He's like, I don't feel comfortable. Then they canceled their tour. So the fact that GNR has gotten through all of it. And I was wondering, you know, what was Colleen going to experience those last few shows? Anything new? We, we got Absurd and Hard School, which was more than any of us thought. But for you to get Wolfgang Van Halen to come out of Paradise City, 
Were you expecting anything? Because obviously we, we all know anyone. Most people listening to this podcast know how the show is going to end. All right. We know it's Paradise City. It's not like maybe you, you two heard me say in the Baltimore review. There was these women behind me that said, what do you think they're going to start with? We all know it's it's so easy. If you're a hardcore GNR fan, Colleen's smiling. We know, obviously. So what was, can you take us through what Paradise City was like when you saw Wolfgang come out? Did you realize that was Wolfgang, you know? I think it kind of took a minute. So by the very end of the show, we had gotten up. We were front row. So I, I was kind of having like a, oh my God, I'm front row at Guns N' Roses. So everything was just a little surreal at that point because I was so close and so that I was like, it, it felt like watching it on TV. Do you know what I mean? Like watching a concert film because I was right there for it. So it kind of took me a minute. And then once Paradise City, I was like paying attention a little more. I was like, oh, he's right there. I mean, he was right in front of us. We were right in front of Duff. So like Duff and Slash and Wolfgang were sharing the mic right in front of us. So that's awesome. cool. Are you like in that moment? Are you singing along? Or are you looking at people's faces? Especially again, being up that close. And you know, I shared today. I think it was it was uh, four years ago where I got uh, Madison Square Garden, and that was the first time Pink came out with uh, with Guns N' Roses, The End of Patience. And I'm way up. You know, it's like I saw Mini. It's like I saw Mini Kiss, Mini GNR, Mini Pink. But my closest I ever got was Axel DC. And when you're that close, you're right. It is like watching a movie. You're in awe. It's not just the music. You're what you get to see these people so close. They just seem like mythical figures when you listen to their music. So when you're, do you have your phone up at all at that point? Are you one of those, like, are you one of those people too or no? No, I tried to take, which now I'm kind of mad about. I took probably 10 pictures and five videos throughout the entire night. Because it's like the beginning of the show and it's so easy started. I'm like all the band sees when they look out is everyone with their phone. Hmm. And I was like, that's gotta be kind of annoying on stage when all you see are phones. They like, are people really enjoying it? So I was really just trying to enjoy the moment. Um, but now I'm mad that I don't have more. Yeah. I get, that's a, that's an interesting, and you know, Eric, tell me, what you do, uh, because obviously back in 1992, this was not a problem. I mean, maybe your beepers going off every so often, right? <laughs> you know, it's amazing how things go. I remember at a show uh, in Minneapolis in 2002, I took out my phone, flip phone back in the day, and I wanted to record a little bit. No pictures. Security was on me. It wasn't two minutes. Sir, you got to put that phone away or we'll take it because that's the way, you know, cameras or phones used to be um nowadays i love to to get my phone up and take pictures but then i put it down i might snap one or two i don't want to hold it up i really do want to enjoy the show and i try to get some pictures to remind me and and tell that that story you know um colleen i would agree with you you know i don't want to have hold my phone up the whole time you know as much as i want to remember it i want to remember it up here you know and pictures i, I still want to take some pictures but i i just love to get lost in the show and I kind of wish Axel would start getting mad at people again about taking pictures. <laughs> Jump into the crowd, take someone's phone. Not anymore. You see, he's a very wavy guy now. He likes to wave at people and uh, smile. He's a uh, he's a happy camper now. So it's um, it, it's I'm with you, Colleen. Where I look at that early GNR, and sure, there were riots. Sure, there are bad things to happen, but wow, to experience that band, it's a different band now. We don't, you know, it's, so yeah, none of, none of the angriness. But yeah, I've been to, you know, Danzig. You had to put your phone in, uh, you know, this, this bag. I don't know, it's like a, not a Ziploc bag, but something, uh, you know, tied tight. You couldn't open it until the end of the day. Uh, it was like with the, the same, like uh, like a clothes thing, like, so you don't steal clothes. I don't know if that has a, I'm sure it has a specific name. But like that, they put it in a bag that was kept together, um, like that. Um, so, what do you guys think? I guess of the overall. You both went to one show on this uh, on this leg. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I went to one show on this leg, and not in the, not in this lifetime. I got to see two shows. I saw Phoenix and then uh, Minneapolis on that end. But yeah, this leg only one. 
Okay. This uh, again, very rare. I only see one always, uh, but this was rarefied air. And but I'm the same with you to, to kind of piggyback off both of you. Do you want to enjoy the moment? And you might have to balance. Like you want to remember some of it. Now, I mean, it's a stupid problem to have, but I feel, which has been part of why I love doing these review uh, shows, I feel like I'm there with everybody. You know, I'm, I'm tweeting the set list. Um, people, it's like I just tweet a picture of me and people are saying, hey, have fun. And they're from, you know, other countries and it makes me feel good. You know, I just feel like I'm there with everybody. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, I don't want to be that person constantly holding up my phone uh, to do that. So there's, there's a balance, I think, to be... Uh, to be a good fan nowadays. Cause you're right. You don't want to be, if you're up there and you're just looking back at all phones, that could take you out. They get, yeah. You know, you out of it. And actually, I, as you- I, uh, it was interesting. The couple that went, went with us that never had seen GNR before, um, you know, towards the end when Axel gets ready to throw that microphone, I mean, I'm ready. Cause we're in the prime area where it lands. My buddy touched it and he didn't, he couldn't grab it because no. I'm almost ready to run him over to grab it. Um, the show four years ago, the lady in front of me got the whistle and, and that, that's the ultimate prize the whistle or that microphone would just be fun to be able to have with all my memorabilia. My heart gets racing, even just thinking about it. Cause I was close. I get jealous of those people as I bring up the cake on my background. Look at that. It's just like layered of whiteness. What do you think that's made out of? Like it was edible. I didn't know if that was edible. The way that it looks. I mean, look at Dizzy Reed's uh, Instagram, Del James Instagram betas. I don't know if I can accurately describe it. I'm not on Cake Boss, but they put in like all those. It's covered in GNR logos and piano keys and their albums and roses and guns appropriately. Um, but if you look at Dizzy's Instagram, they ate it. So that's certainly a nice way to celebrate the end of uh, of the tour. But so you know what? Let me get to to that. Is because as we wait for an, another round of tour, what they're going to do? I feel bad for my my Aussie friends. The Australian uh, dates got rescheduled till to next year. It's it's going to happen. Because think back, think back when this not in this lifetime started, guys or gal. Sorry, guy and gal. Uh, we didn't know if they would make it through one show. We thought maybe. The troubadour would happen, and uh, all right, let's uh, let's break up again. And here we are; they they can't stop touring. So you know what? Let me uh, let me get some of your predictions. Do you have any predictions of what we're going to see going forward? Since we got to new new ish songs, do you what do you do you believe there's going to be an album? Uh, when do you think it might come out? You know, I have my thoughts, but I'm just curious if as fans, like, what are you waiting for? What's the next thing with Guns N' Roses? Or are you just enjoying the ride for whatever it is. I, I would tell you that I'm enjoying the ride, but if, if you look at, you know, will it be new music or an album? You know, things are so different nowadays when, when music gets released, a lot of times they're teasing a song or two because everything's such instant gratification where years ago, that instant gratification was waiting in line to get the cassette tape or the CD for the whole thing to kind of listen to and to open it up and look at. So it's hard, you know, you, you talk about this extended, the, 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 e, the EP I think they're putting out, I think maybe a four song one is that true rumor. I don't know if it's true. So uh, yeah, that's, that's something else. So they are putting out, if you go, we were talking about merch before and there's hard school merch that came out. And by the way, I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't have a lot of confidence in myself, but sometimes I have a brilliant idea that I'm like, this is just, come on. When hard school came out, how did they not have, you know, rulers and erasers and pens and trapper keepers and all these, you know, back to school. I mean, Colin, you know, you would have gotten all of those for your kids. You know that, but they're not doing it. But what they are, they have some shirts out and they have vinyl. So the vinyl is going to be absurd. Uh, what they're calling a four song EP, which to be honest with you, I think that's kind of insulting. So it's just absurd, hard school and two live tracks. I believe don't cry. And uh, you're crazy. I think it's the other crazy. One. You're absolutely right. You're crazy. And that's it. And it's coming out, I think, only close to summer. And people think, oh, it's Guns N' Roses being late again. No, this is the, uh, the world we live in. Um, COVID has just backed up a lot of manufacturing plants. And, you know, um, people could speak to it with more intelligence and know-how than me. But I just know there's a lot of manufacturing stuff backed up. And Guns N' Roses is, is not immune to it. 
So that's the, hence the wait. Hence the wait for that. Um, Colin, do you have any thoughts? Did you go into this tour thinking that you were going to hear anything new? No. Because I, I think we've heard rumors for so long. There have always been rumors. And especially, I mean, I feel like it's been a few years that people like really started talking about hard school again. And then after a while, I was like, well, nothing came of it. And I think the thing when it comes to Guns N' Roses, like, I just don't know what to think. <laughs> like, I never, I seriously never, ever, ever thought they would get back together. Any other band, yes. But Guns N' Roses, I was like, there, there's no way. There's too much there. There, you know, it's not like a simple disagreement. I never thought we would get not in this lifetime. And then I thought that would be one tour. And then, but we wouldn't get another tour. So like, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Um, That's the best answer. Music, but I guess maybe it's just going to be what it is now, which is like just dropping a song here and there. Like, would there ever be an album? I don't know. Mm. I'm with you too. I, 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 people ask my opinion and of course, just doing a podcast. I'm like, I don't know. You can't guess this band. You know, I'll throw something against the wall. See if it sticks. Ask your magic eight ball. That's, you know, that, come on. I Who would have thought they would debut hard school in Baltimore? You know, or absurd, like silkworms with slash on it. That's a thing that they did. Yeah, that's a thing that they did. Uh, I think the focus now, though, and it's interesting to see Guns N' Roses management. Um, I mean, sure, of course, they support slash and his uh, and with Miles Kennedy, but they're like promoting it. So I, I think it's going to be all slash right now. And maybe after that, we might get something, what you're saying, you know, another single dropped and maybe another EP, you know, maybe this is a nice way to constantly promote a, another tour, another leg of a tour, you know, some reworked songs and a couple live tracks, you know, from that. So that might have a bad. I would love to see like a new, new song, not, you know, absurd with silkworms and then hard school is what Jackie Chan like, I would love to see like a truly new, like Slash Duff and Axel came up with this song, not like a reworking of a song that's been around for a long time. Like, I would be so curious to know what that song would sound like. I, you're not the only one. Yep, Colleen, I couldn't agree with you more. I sound like, a, now it's like Axel, you're not the only ones. You know, I, you're not the only one. Sorry for that. I just ruined the song for everybody. I apologize. You're not. And I think that's what some fans are upset about hard school and absurd being like, this is what you did. You guys can't get together. I just don't know their thought process. Why get rid of all these songs that Axel did, or perhaps these were riffs and bass lines that Duff had, and they're just mixing, mixing them together. Like, why should we get rid of this stuff? Especially when you, this is a band where speaking of my terrible uh, November rain uh, impersonation, that was, an early GNR song that appeared later on Use Your Illusion. So these things happen. But you're right. I, I hope it's the entire spectrum of it all. You know, that they we do get rework stuff and something that is in the moment. It, like like a band. You, that's that's what you really you want to see this. You want to, you want this to be a band, not a brand, mm -hmm. but I guess you get it because it is uh, capitalism at its finest. That's okay. Uh so let me um Overall, you know, I, I think I've asked this from people who've come on. Uh, let me ask you, Eric, out of all the Guns N' Roses shows that you've been to, where did St. Paul fall, fall for you? Middle of the road. Um, maybe my expectations because of just lacking in live music for the last year and a half were, were so high. But it was a great show and I could watch it every night of my life, but um, fit right in the middle. I loved every minute of it. Um, you know, the best one I, I look back in 1993, I saw them on their uh dustin bones kind of when they did the acoustic with the couch after the big use your illusion world tour but they went on a smaller strip down one that that by far was the the best one they were really refined but they really you know didn't have to have all the bells and whistles they just sang and that's what i just love i just i want to hear raw music i want to just feel that and experience it so st paul was a great show but it was middle of the road for all the ones i've seen which is still awesome so you get it. That's a very common answer too. And I wouldn't expect it to 
supersede seeing uh, the, the skin and bones tour. That's why I like what they're doing. Skin now. and bones. I'm sorry. I think I said dust and bones. Yeah. Oh, okay. either or. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too. I'm a nerd, obviously, but I'm not gonna correct you like on something you know, like that. Uh, but that's why I like what they do with, with uh, Wichita Lyman and and Patience now. That it's kind of like a mini mini version of that. Yes, and, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, Colleen, what about you? Someone who goes back to O2 with me. Where does this fall for you? So I would say this was probably my second favorite show. Um, I mean, I really liked just being in the smaller venue. I liked getting to be that close. I mean, there was a point in the show where I looked at Duff and Duff looked at me and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, for this moment, Duff is like, that person exists. And I had a major fangirl moment. But for me, like, there's nothing. The first time I saw them on Not In This Lifetime, when I actually saw Axel Slash, Slash and Duff together. Um, and I think on Not In This Lifetime, too, that they kind of did more, they interacted more with one another, which I felt like I didn't see as much this show. Like, I thought Not In This Lifetime, there was a lot of great moments with, like, Axel and Slash together, and it was just really nice as a fan to see that. Um, so I think the first show I saw Not In This Lifetime was probably the best I've seen. That's great, though. I mean, everyone that I've asked on these review shows, I mean, it may not be their the best. It could be middle of the road, top tier, but it's never a shot at this tour. It's just like you just saw some other amazing show with this other amazing experience that you can't take away from, which you get. But how successful this tour was, it, it, it really just speaks volumes to where this band is now. So it's it's fun to talk about new music and what they can do with it, what they should do with it. But I think just overall, what the product that they're putting out now, considering where they were, considering what we saw in 2002, Colleen, with uh, with Buckethead, and you know we would still be six years away from Chinese democracy. I mean, it's it's just quite quite incredible to see where this band is uh, in, in in 2021. Soon to be 2022 with all my Australian friends and friends overseas that get to see them. Uh, I want to get you guys out of here. I know Colleen, uh, your kids are probably freaking out. And being away from their mom and your, your your husband's freaking out. By the way, he better know. We're going for like five more hours. I'm locked in the room. It's okay. Excellent. Excellent. By the way, your husband better know because I understand the agreement with, with my fiance. Duff is a hall pass. I mean, I, I know he's a good looking dude. I can't I can't look like that. You know, not that Susan would ever let it happen. But anyway. <laughs> uh Colin, I'll ask you a more appropriate um question. Do you have a favorite piece of Guns N' Roses memorabilia. It could be anything. It could be a t-shirt. It could be a concert ticket, a concert stub. It can be obviously memorabilia, what it all fits, something autographed. It could be a memory. Um, what's your favorite Guns N' Roses um, piece of art, article of what? So I think my favorite, I'm not a big like memorabilia person, like having kids and having like, I wish I had cool Guns N' Roses stuff everywhere. It would get destroyed. <laughs> so I don't have stuff. Um, but my favorite thing I think is the first year I was dating my husband for Valentine's day. He made me this really cool thing in a frame with um, the appetite for destruction album. And he like framed it and did this really cool thing with it. And for me, I was like, he gets me <laughs> for Valentine's day. He is giving me something guns and roses related. Like, yes, he gets me. I think this is going to work out. So I think that's probably my favorite. That's that's my favorite now too. I love that. Look at that. Love creating Guns N' Roses. That's how you met your concert buddy. It's how you knew he was the one. You're raising your kids right. I knew I reached out to you, Colleen, for the right reason. Thank you. <laughs> You're great. Uh, what about you, Eric? Uh, what do you got memorabilia-wise? What's your favorite Guns N' Roses thing? You know, I've got a lot of different trinkets and items and things. You know, there's two that come to mind. The first one is on that first uh, tour in Vegas um, at, at the Hard Rock, all the employees would wear this special shirt. Well, they originally came out with the album cover from Appetite that was banned. Well, they made them change the shirt. So they, there were some employees that had the original band cover and we made friends with one of the bartenders and he kind of told us that story and he actually went home the next day and brought me the shirt, gave it to me. Uh, for free because he knew what a fanatic I was with 
GNR and he just said, you can have it. And I said, can I just, can I give you money? Nope. Just the look on your face right now is worth it. So, you know, that was better than any autographed memorabilia. And, I, and I've got a lot of that, but that shirt just signified, you know, I guess my passion that alluded to some random bartender that gave me a shirt that maybe didn't mean anything to him, but it meant the world to me. I love it. See, those are the stories I'm after, man. That's what it's all about. You'll never hear that from anybody else. That's nobody else has that experience. People can get autographs. You're right. People can catch. I know catch picks, catch microphones. We all want to do that. But each one of you have something so unique to you and involving guns and roses. And that's what this podcast is all about. So that's a, uh, that's absolutely incredible. I, I will tell you someday I'm going to get, I'll have that not in this lifetime pinball machine and the original one someday in the next five or six oh. years. <sighs> If I ever get the means, man, I would love to do that. Colleen, you would never, you're, you would never have to, you can keep them occupied all day. They would never get homework done if you probably had uh, in our pinball. I was just thinking, Eric, let us know. We'll all come over. We'll have a big party at your house and take We'll have a GNR theme party. Everybody can dress up in something GNR. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love, I'd love to host it. I love it. Oh, then let me ask this before we go, because I, I think uh, I don't know if I'm going to have fans on again before Halloween. We're a few weeks away. And I made a post yesterday about uh, I, there was these cute little kids dressed up in uh, Axel and Slash. You see a lot of them like that. But these both of them, the parent got them mid cry. <laughs> it just looks amazing. Um, I don't know if Eric, you did with your kids when they were a little younger. If, Colin, you do now. Do you dress them up in uh, Guns N' Roses stuff for Halloween? Either of you? I will come on and say, I I didn't ever dress up. My kids like it. But when I was in college for a part, I dressed up like Axl Rose with uh, shorts that were short, short. And I used a flannel, kind of like a kilt. And I had a GNR shirt, bandana, hat backwards, glasses on with long red, with a long uh, red hair wig on there. And that was, I walked in, everybody just rolled their eyes because they knew exactly what I was doing. And you see, by the way, you see plenty of those costumes at the shows. So kudos yeah. to everybody that goes to these shows dressed as Axel and Slash. There's something very Rocky Horror Picture Show about that. I kind of like it. You know, it is fun. Uh, but Colleen, any, any other show, like any other show I go to, they do not do that. It really is like just the slashes and axles of Guns N' Roses. I think I've said that too. And that's an, a various, you know, it's a great observation. What other band are you going to? You know, yeah, if you're going to go to Kiss, you can wear the Kiss makeup. Kiss, yeah. But that's makeup. You're not dressing as guys, right? You know, is anyone dressing as James Hetfield? Like, how would you dress as James Hetfield? You know, I, I don't even know how. <laughs> I don't even know. So, yeah, it's Axel and Slash to this day. Especially I love the people who dress like Axel today, you know, with if it's just like the, the totally ripped up jeans and a unique shirt and the, you know, the kind of cowboy hat. And so they're, they're updating, uh, updating rather their, their Axel costume. Uh, so awesome. Colleen, Eric, this was a, a pleasure. Colleen, thank you for, I hope this wasn't, a, was this as bad as you thought it would be? Or was it as nerve wracking as you thought it would be? No, not at all. It was super, it was so much fun. Awesome. Because I, I'm going to use you as a testimonial now. So when we do shows, when so next year, I expect my Australian friends to come on and do reviews. Okay? Because I don't know if I could do that. That's like a 22-hour flight. One, I, well, I can't say not in this lifetime. So maybe one of these days I'll, I'll do that. Uh, Eric, uh, thank you. I appreciate you understanding. Um, we were going to have another uh, Dylan who is not only a Guns N' Roses fan, but a, a huge Ninja Turtles fan like myself. He was going to, uh, shout out to him, he was going to join us today, uh, but just couldn't. He was somebody else like you, Eric, that I had to put on hold because I'm like, I can't do concert reviews now uh, because hard school is going to come out and I wish I could you know, do this podcast daily. But well, I'm happy to be a part of it. Thanks for, thanks for including me. Yeah, absolutely. See, I, I remember some things. I remember, you know, so if anybody else out there who is, once asked me to do a review or a fan obsession and I've forgotten about you, just uh, remind me and you'll be, be just like Eric and, and Colleen. You'll be just like them. Isn't that what everybody wants? Uh, so what, what is to come on the podcast? Well, no more reviews for now. I will say uh, the next guest should be, it should be knock on wood. I guess I just I mean, Colleen, I get nervous 
with everything until I get that person on with me, I think it's going to be canceled. So Wednesday at two o'clock, I should be getting a zoom with Josh freeze who, you know, kind of wrote the title track, uh, Chinese democracy. And uh, I won't bombard him with guns and roses stuff. He has some new stuff to promote, but I think the guy is, he's been on over 400 albums in his career. Like, so we're going to, we'll talk about not all 400, but we'll talk about a lot of stuff. So that should be the next episode with Josh Freeze. Uh, what else is to come? Well, well, we'll have to find out. So when will you see the next episode of Appetite for Distortion? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know as soon as the word. No! security, I'm going home.